and welcome Matt Crook hey. to Before the Crowd. How are you doing today? Good, man. Good. Thanks for having me. That's all right. It's a pleasure. So uh, what I kind of wanted to talk today about talk about today was your acting career, kind of what you've done in the past, mm -hmm. anything you're working on right now, mm -hmm. and giving us a little bit of an insider's opinion on the industry and how it's affected you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, firstly, congratulations on your marriage a couple of weeks ago. Thank you very much. It's a, it's a fun time. It's, hold on. It's a great day, although I'm... I'm glad to uh, have it out of the way. <laughs> it was just, just such a big production. It kind of felt like we were putting on a bit of a show <laughs> because, you know, there's so many people there. You want to make sure everything's going smoothly. Um, we actually considered getting a stage manager at one point oh, to, wow. to um, <laughs> help move things along smoothly, you know, so we didn't have to worry so much about things on the day, but um, we managed it okay ourselves. Did, did you feel nervous before the wedding? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, big time, big time. Both weddings actually, I got married twice to the same woman. Um, <laughs> not to, not, to, the, not to, to different people. Um, uh, basically we, we found out we were pregnant and we had a, we kind of a semi eloped. We had a little thing with our, our family, like an immediate uh, family thing. And then we um, had a big celebration with our, with our friends. Um, and I was nervous both times for different reasons. Um, first time I was really nervous because suddenly it's, all oh, right, this is happening. In that, when you're in the moment, you think, wow, I'm, I'm getting married. And you see um, your partner walk down the aisle and mm. or the uh, little gravel path, as it were, uh, in the Botanic Garden. <laughs> and um, I've, I just lost it. I was really nervous and, um, and emotional. I felt more raw and immediate. Whereas the second time I was more nervous that everything that everyone else's experience was plus okay. one. Um, I think that's quite a selfless attitude to have at a wedding when yeah. you're more worried about other people. Oh uh, yeah, a little, a little. So part of it was also maybe a little bit selfish as well because, uh, well, personally motivated because I, you want them to have a good time, mm. and, but uh, but you also want them to remember your wedding as something positive. You know, as a positive yeah. experience. So and it felt it felt more like a performance in a way because. Um, suddenly you're standing there up in front of a lot of people. Yeah. But I've always found it's much... You can stick me in front of any, anyone um, as long as I've got a script and I'm fine. I can do anything. It's suddenly when you have to be yourself. I think it's really, really, really hard. Um, so I was a bit, bit nervous then. But after a while, you get the dance floor going, it's all good. That's kind of interesting that you said that you're more comfortable playing a character and playing somebody else yep. than actually playing yourself. Yeah. I think, I think, I think, I don't know whether it's, it's right, an actor thing, but um, uh, I think there are m a lot more interesting people than myself. <laughs> you, you know, the, the, the thing that, the thing that maybe might make me, oh, thank you, thank you. The thing that might make me interesting is, I don't know, my ability to do those things, but um, not you know, myself, I don't know. But uh, yeah, so you just got married, it's good to have that all, uh, all out of the way. Next up is... Um, is Babyville, and um, then, then who knows what, yeah, yeah. Uh, so how do you think that, obviously as a professional actor, mm. and whilst we're working together as part of a ticketing team at the Adelaide Fringe as yeah, well, yeah. with stuff heating up there, how do you think having a baby and a wife in the mix is going to affect your career? Oh, uh, well, I mean, wife won't, won't uh, matter so much. I've been with my partner for um, nine Years, nine since two thousand and nine, so uh, almost ten years. Wow! And um, she's been very, very supportive. Um, her sister is an actor. That's how I how I met her. Oh, cool! Um, well, we went to drama school together. Mm. Um, and uh, we've we've filmed a commercial together. Uh, it just happened that they, um, <laughs> the casting agent saw me and her, uh, her and I at a party, 
and um, but oh, they make a cute couple for this particular thing. Anyway, so she, but she gets it. She's um, wait, she's, sorry, you and my sister, or you and oh no 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 sorry yeah me <laughs> me and my wife me and my wife oh sorry um, and okay. um and. Uh, yeah, so, so she, she totally gets it and she gets, I've got to do a whole bunch of weird stuff. Mm. That's my job. Well, be a, be a lot of different people. I think sometimes she finds some things harder to watch than others, but she's always been very supportive and very, very lucky with that. I mean, it's got, got to the point now where, um, because we've got the house and things, and also once you've been doing something for 10 years, you still often get asked to do um, jobs for little to no money in amongst yeah. in amongst the, the well-paying gigs or mm-hmm. the whatever it might be. Um, and it just means that you've got to start prioritising the paid work. And it's not... Even though if I had my... If I had the choice, um, I would... You do it because you love it. Yeah. And I'd still say yes, 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 yes to, to, to lots of things. Um, it's like, you know, like a muscle. You just got to keep keep active so but just apart from that apart from that like you know um it's it's great it doesn't change it having a baby uh will probably change things a little bit especially because i but whenever i'm working i love like i need my sleep that's like my thing. I, I need sleep at the best of times and um it's gonna go out the window oh, it's gonna go out the window right. yeah that's it you know i'm i'm a free coffee a day person before baby all right so just, I just try to scull a coffee before this interview <laughs> <laughs> not being allowed into the room so yeah we're actually just sat in the state library now of south australia and we're not allowed coffee in this little glass box that we're in it's travesty um, i know it's kind of bad <laughs> or, or allowed our backpack i know all of it's all gone um so how do you think that obviously now you've got a mortgage and the mm. responsibilities of soon you're gonna have the responsibilities of a family mm. do you think that's going to affect yourself as an artist in the sense that you may have to turn down roles that pay little be- and, and they could be very creatively fulfilling roles mm. and you have to turn those down and maybe take work that isn't your preference but pays well how do you think that's going to have an effect on you yeah it's a good question I think I think you still also have to have you still have to also curate when you get to a certain point um and it's, this is not about ego or not about anything of that. It's about the way people perceive you. Unfortunately, I think that's a element um, when it comes to casting. People can't help it. Well, this is just an observation, but I feel like people can't help but box you in to certain um, types or projects or jobs. And if you do things purely to, because it's paying mm. a lot, it can be, become a little bit dangerous. I think you still have to be really... This is, this is the, the fine line. You have to still really pick and choose your projects. Um, uh, well, <laughs> what am I saying? I mean, if, if you're an actor, you, can, you take what you can get. Uh, but, <laughs> I but, guess that's the honest but, answer. You yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I think you should feel... I like to think that I feel like I can... If I'm feeling really uncomfortable about something, I can still say no. You know, I can still that's go... Good. I, I still... I, even if it's you know you come up with an excuse or whatever it might be but I think you, you think you need to be able to do that otherwise if you pick something bad or not necessarily, not necessarily something bad but if you pick something that uh, you think might change the way people perceive you mm. um, uh, yeah I, th- I think it's I think it's a little, a little bit tricky so with a baby I think you know with all, with all that I think I think I've uh, I've just got to make sure that I don't um, what am I trying to say? I suppose lose any kind of credit, 
credibility. Credibility, because you've got yeah. A, yeah. And also, and also, the, the other thing is, I think the way it will affect me is my focus for the next few months will shift to like I've always been really work orientated. I hate sitting still, and I hate, yeah. I hate. Um, I like to always, always be doing something, and that's and that's one of the things about, um, especially I think it's because I'm based in Adelaide. My agents are interstate, but and I fly a lot. For work. So, um, so where is your agent based? Um, there were offices in Melbourne and Sydney. Okay. Um, and so I fly a lot for, for, for work, um, so there is that too. Mm. Um, but because I've been based here, and I'm basically representing myself here in a way, well, not, I'm, not, uh, I'm, um, I'm, you know, the, I'm my own man on the ground here. Yeah. You have to... Um, oh, God, where was, where was I going with this? I so, think, so you're kind of taking... Because the agents I'm guessing they're going to get you, which I'm going to touch on soon, like your new film that you've done. Yeah. And that's getting you stuff more into Sydney, into Melbourne. And I know you've gone overseas oh, that's, and done stuff. That's but, right, it, yeah. but in Adelaide, you're more that's right, for yourself. Yeah. That's right. So because of that, it means I think you just kind of condition yourself to look for work, look for work, or or, or always just be sort of um, practicing your own craft or reading a book about uh, something or studying a film or whatever mm. it might be. But now that I've got a baby on the way, I think at least for the next few months, you know, your priorities instinctually they just shift and they become you. You focus on your family that you've created and yeah. um, focusing on that, keeping this little fella alive and and happy and you know and raising a human. That's pretty. Uh, that's right. That's right. Scary. So it's the first time in my life, um, for for a long time anyway, that you know I'm actually going to have to take the take the the brakes on a little bit and um so i think that's probably the biggest impact it will have i think um it's gonna yeah. be um all right sorry a little security <laughs> guard walk i don't know why i feel like this is like one of our secret secrets <laughs> i know i feel like we shouldn't be in here but we are i don't know we're not doing anything wrong no no it's okay <laughs> okay so uh, tell us about this new film that you've done with a with a british accent as well. oh yeah what, what's yeah, going on yeah. there <laughs> um so i uh in march of 2018, we've, I've worked on a film called Top End Wedding, which is a new Australian romantic comedy um, directed by Wayne Blair, um, written by Miranda Tapsell, co-written by Miranda Tapsell. Um, and it is uh, basically about a, about a wedding, speaking of weddings, um, about a lady who um, gets is about to get hitched to a bloke from the UK and I play his younger brother okay. um, and uh, her mum goes on a sort of journey of self-discovery she needs her family's really important and it's about them trying to find her mum so they, they can get married um, it's really about family it's about um, those tricky relationships that we have intergenerational relationships that we have with our um, mothers and fathers and and those universal bonds and um, how important it is to have those people in our lives, or um, you know, or not. And, um, That's it's pretty cool. Pretty, pretty magical film. I think we had a really great time working on it. But yes, you're right. I was, <laughs> I am, um, was playing the young brother to an actor called Gwilym Lee, who's just recently played Brian May in Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, great. And uh, he, uh, so I, I, rather than mess with it, I basically just copied his his accent. Okay. You know, because it, we're we're all we're all family unit, and he's the he's the real deal. You know, mm. um, uh, his accent is authentic. Um, but the idea was that we had been in Australia for for uh, the last ten years, so it was a slightly more um, 
watered down version. Yeah, it's kind of got that little Aussie twang to it, yeah. but still the British bass. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, I just I just see Brian May getting married now, and you stood at him at the altar. That the vision <laughs> I have for this film. The long girl, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or kind yeah. of you wearing the wig as well, just like part of a family. So like Brian May kind of copy. Matt May. That must yeah. be pretty cool to work with him. Though. I mean, given that he's done. So it was this. It was. It was. A, it was. A, yeah. It was. It was a great experience to work with everyone because I there was a few people who I've you know um, the lady playing my mother. Um, I've um, I've seen her, you know. I do a lot of work for the state theatre company, and there, you know, she, well, there, uh, there's a lot of actors who you see their names on posters, or you you've seen them in plays. You've um, you've grown up watching them. They've sort of been your your teachers from afar. Mm. You know, um, living your life vicariously through their performances, and um, and suddenly you get to a point where you start. You're lucky enough to start working with them. Yeah, um, it's pretty scary. Uh, yeah, it's, it's and it's fun too, but you just can't fanboy out. You gotta. <laughs> you gotta. Have you ever lost it? Have you ever been a bit of a fanboy to someone when you've met them? Nah, not yet. Not yet. I think it'd, it'd have to be someone like. Um, oh God, I don't know. It'd have to be someone like. I don't even know who my someone like Tom Hardy. I'd, I'd that would be your. Really gush a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Or or Ed Norton, someone like that. But I mean, but still, you know, um, you're getting to share screen time with these people, and it's just a chance to. Every job, I think, is a chance to learn um, mm. because every job is completely different and every director is completely different, every actor is completely different and, um, and uh, some are more giving than others and some, and you learn things in different ways. Um, so, you know, on, on set, you just absorb as much as you can and um, if someone gives you a little hint, I think you take it. I think um, I'm, I'm not adverse to um, as long as it's not direct direction. I'm not adverse to another actor um, making an offer or or um, give a little hand like because yeah, it's all yeah. a product, isn't it? Is, it? Yeah, it's such a collaboration. It's always a collaboration, and and uh, depending on who is in the scene with you, it's going to be very different. You know, yeah. um, acting is mostly listening and reacting. So. It, um, uh, it's a, I think it's a you got to play off other people and that's their reaction right. their, that's right their and that's one of, one of the great things is um, I mean I'm really I really kind of bookend the movie I'm, um, I'm a supporting character not uh, but the Wayne's great the director's great because he also comes from an acting background as well mm, and a writing right. background as well so he, he gets it he can just talk to you straight you know um, and so he can see it from your perspective as yeah, well yeah yeah totally yeah. so that's, I guess that's good as a direct but as you just mentioned if you're if you're on set with with a director or whatever cast it is, you yeah. know, a production crew, and you absorb a lot of stuff. Do yeah. you think that translates to the negative as well? So if you have a director who is very abusive or perhaps is really giving an actor a hard time, do you yeah. think that affects yeah. you as an actor or affects the cast? Absolutely. I think actors are, in, and when musicians and um, I think artists are inherently empathetic creatures, and that's sort of part of the reason why we make art, make work uh, in sort of creative industries is because we we feel things innately and then we want to express that or turn it into a story or, um, I mean, I learn, every job I do I learn a lot about myself and I learn things about other people sort of indirectly, you know, you, mm. you, you're trying to get into someone's head basically and understand them and empathise with them and then suddenly, you know, that might then make sense of someone's someone else's actions that you know if you've had a fight with someone in the past or and you start to see things from their perspective oh maybe they were thinking this yeah. maybe they were thinking this it's a it's a nice way to get inside other people's shoes um, I think I think it must be kind of very difficult on a set I've heard um, 
in Game of Thrones, the lady who plays Cersei mm-hmm. and the guy who plays uh, Bran, he apparently they had a relationship in real life. And it ended really badly, and they they never do scenes together because they can't stand to be in the same room. Wow. So both cast parties must be a lot of fun. Yeah, don't shit what you eat. Yeah. It's like, don't don't play with fire like that. Yeah, I know. I think think it's, yeah, if someone's got toxic energy, and it's, you know, I think that can, that's why you always say in in a rehearsal room, you know, it's always like, just say yes, just say yes, just say yes. Obviously, there are boundaries, but you know, I'm, I'm talking about in terms of offers. Like, someone makes an offer, rather than just shutting it down, say yes to it and roll with that offer until yeah, even to, until you've explored those those avenues, and then it's like right, that maybe didn't work quite so well, but that's right. I'm glad we tried that. So openness and that. Um, yeah, it's definitely all about openness because acting for me, um, it's different for every person, and some people might think this is a pile of wank, but for me, it's. Being <laughs> for me, it's being vulnerable. Like that's it's it's basically huh. allowing. I mean, it's listening, reacting. It's being vulnerable. It's allowing the audience or um, whoever it is, the camera, just allowing a little glimpse, a little window, into into someone. You know, um, okay. And it's sort of. Um, and I think that's when at first that's when I first started feeling real. I guess I did a film call a few years ago called One-Eyed Girl and my character was, um, he had been living on the street for a while and he had suffered a, um, uh, uh, abuse and, um, and had been um, a drug addict and it was, and that's the first time I realised, right, this is, my job is to, is to be vulnerable and... Yeah. Um, let people into that. That's you know that's how they're gonna get on board with him. You know it, because it, for a lot of people that is so far removed. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. so how are they gonna understand what it's like for this kid? Um, it's very difficult, I think, to open yourself up to that as well. But I remember um, we were talking a little while ago actually, and we I think we touched on when we were in the call centre once. Yeah. And we were talking about method acting, and yeah. it was the was it the last uh, the Christian Christian Bale movie. No, it, who was it? Who who, uh, the guy who lost a ton of weight? Mm, Christian Bale. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah. Christian yeah. Bale. Yeah. Mm. yeah. How? What's your kind of approach to that as an actor? Um, what the effects that that can have on for, someone? For that film, um, uh, which is on Netflix, uh, you can, <laughs> and iTunes, uh, you can um, you like I th- I think it's it's important to. Uh, again, every single person is different. My approach is uh, you don't want to you don't want to do anything detrimental to your health, but the way I feel physically impacts the way I move and I act. And, and so I think if you're not, if, yeah, the, the physical performance side of it is, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a big thing. Often sometimes, sometimes you, you try and get into someone's headspace and you can't, you can't get there. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna trick yourself into it by, um, by trying something physical and and then seeing how that makes you feel it's kind of a bit chicken and egg like where you know so uh i did there was a while there where i played (laughs) i played um drug addicts for a while because um, you were saying about getting typecast (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, because because (laughs) i was um because i for a role i lost a lot of weight it was a play a beautiful beautiful play called baby teeth by rita calignes and I was first done at Belvoir and then at a theatre in Sydney and then it was done here at the State Theatre Company in South Australia. And, um, uh, 
so I'd lost quite a bit of weight. I was already quite thin, but I tried to lose a little bit more. Um, and that sort of made me feel, um, there's something about that which makes you feel, I mean, he's, he's an easy, he's, you know, he's, he's this sort of guy that just kind of breezes through life, this character. Yeah. But there was something about feeling small made me feel cold. It made me feel, and, and vulnerable. And, um, uh, and the vulnerability, and uh, it was the thing that connects his character to, to, um, uh, to the girl, um, to, to the lead Miller, basically. So that's, you know, that's their little... Their little um, so connection, connection in the, in the yeah, plot. In the, yeah, and so and so, I think that was you know that was important. Also, you know, it helps you know the audience suspend their disbelief. You know, when you look mm. more like something, of course, they're gonna you're gonna go on that journey with you. It's more uh, believable, I guess, isn't it? If you've yeah. lost a ton of weight and you're looking very gaunt mm. and, and pale, and you are looking like someone who is on drugs and who yeah. is an addict, yeah, it, it's more believable. But, yeah. but how do you think about sort of so obviously losing weight, which Mm. If you were already, like you said, you were a kind of skinny guy anyway, mm. and then you actively had to lose weight when you probably didn't well, need to. Well, I suppose, and that's the thing, like I didn't have, it's, again, like, I didn't have to, but I, I it just kind of, just kind of happened, just kind of happened as well. I think as well, I think it was, it was that thing of I wanted to feel light, like light, like, mm. and and so naturally I wasn't sort of, I just wasn't, uh, I was running, I, I was like running too. Um, but again, there's, there is that thing of, you know, some people say, just act, like, <laughs> like just, just do it, just, just do, do it. it. Um, turn it on in front of a camera. Like. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know, I just felt like in that, in that little bubble of time, I felt like it, it, I wanted to try that. And it's sort of also, I think it just also happened organically, you know, just sort of, um, and at the time you don't even really realize until someone says, you're right. <laughs> yeah. did, did you sort of like this guy who was a drug addict mm-hmm. and obviously had a kind of problems with narcot- narcotics mm-hmm. and stuff do you feel that almost like bled into your personal life or do you, did you find yourself sort of uh, doing any kind of self-medicating if you don't want me asking no 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 not not really i mean i uh it's i don't tend to the things i tend to absorb are more like physicalities or um expressions or um like those are sort of residual things. Like uh, there is, there's definitely, there's definitely. I think there's a bit of a mourning period whenever you leave a role. Mm. Um, also, because every single we live such transient lives, and sorry, I know I'm going a little bit off the topic, no, but no, I no. promise I'll come back around. So for we, we live these sort of transient lives where we become a little family for all, even what we're doing now. Um, yeah, we're working together. We become like a little family, and you grow so attached to people, but then suddenly you know, in a month's time or two months' time, however long a project is, suddenly you're having to say goodbye to these people again. And it's it's heartbreaking every time. It's mm. the same with the play, same with the film, and um, the same with the character, I think. Um, you know, and, and for a while there, you kind of carry the ghost of that character with you a little bit. You carry, you, like, a little uh, trait, you know. For example, I am... Um, so my physicality was very different for this this character, Moses, in the, in the play. Um, you know, I, I was... I had people come up to me after they didn't. Well, they didn't even realize it was me. I changed oh. my hair. Okay, I, like, wow. that was physically different. I had a different posture, different voice, mm. um, and and so um, yeah, you carry a few of those little things, like whether it's sayings or like the way you carry your face. I think it's just uh, um, even if you don't realize it, it might just be like a half a percent of that. But it's just sort of you know. I think. You, you kind of live, breathe, and eat it. I think that's 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 the thing about 
you have to really commit. That's the thing. That's the thing is I think the thing that separates um, professionals from um, amateurs is is that is that you uh, is you you commit a hundred percent. You know, it's that um, you just go all in, all in, all in. Um, and that's why it's, that's why you know, and that's why. Um, yeah. So so I think so. I've never I've never had that experience. I'm sure some people have where they things you know um, they go a little bit far and maybe they have other hang-ups that come with taking on a role but I've never really had that oh I, I, I'm so one thing is is accents because I like to you know some people think this is stupid but this is just me everyone's an individual I I like to just in as much as possible live in that accent so on set um, I'm sure I've had a few eye rolls but I'd like to <laughs> I like to I like to sit in that as much as possible so just so, in your everyday life, just constantly trying to speak in that accent? Uh, yeah, maybe not so much at home every day when it's with like my, my partner and my wife, but you know. Um, but on set, in the car, mm. on the phone, because then when it comes to doing your job, which is thinking and speaking and as this person playing out their intentions, it's one less thing to think about. Right. You, yeah. It just kind of comes more, more naturally. So for example, before... I shot Top End Wedding this year. I was playing, I was, I was um, shooting a horror film called A Woken, which um, I'm thinking um, will come out later on this year. Okay, great. Um, uh, it was shot here, but it's made for an American market, so that um, uh, all the actors were speaking in American accents. Um, right. And yeah, not all the other, not all the actors, but um, a couple, like I would like to speak in my accent as much as possible mm-hmm. we had an accent coach and so you know when some, and sometimes when you come home you kind of catch, your, catch yourself you know just occasionally slipping in like that you know it might, it might, just, <laughs> might just be a word or something like that you know it's like and it just kind of slips in and out because you know for 8 hours a day 10 hours a day for a month you're in that accent. you're in that and you're in the rhythms and um, that's very interesting and then yeah. you, you have to jump I would love as well if you hopefully by the time like your baby is born if you were like if your baby grew with like an American accent or something like South Australia like that would just be great I was like oh my dad just, like, <laughs> yeah um, so to- like talking about America and that so you've done some some stuff in America some yeah. stuff in Japan how did you find that as, a, yeah. as an actor tell us about that experience uh, really fun um, I've well my experiences mostly with touring America have been with uh, family orientated theatre mm-hmm. so um, a company here in South Australia amazing theatre company here called Windmill um, and uh, Windmill are just fantastic um, exporters of really good work cool. um, and so I've been on a couple tours with them and that's been the reason I've gone over there but post tours I've stayed and done a little bit of sort of self-development in California and um, auditioned over there for more film stuff um, Great. Uh, and every time it's been really positive I mean tour tour life <laughs> as we uh, um, is, is as hard because it's you're travelling with uh, in our case, four people mm. this, um, for six months, you know, five months, and um, you're on the road. Um, you're li- literally you're so often flying, but you're also driving with the set uh, from city to city, state to state. So it's important to be 
you have to be extremely patient you have to be extremely giving you have to um, be open and um, just sort of accept each that each venue each city each um, accommodation is going to be really different mm. and you treat you treat every opportunity as this um, well you you treat every experience as an opportunity you know it's um, and it's America is such an incredible uh, North America um because I've spent time in Canada and the United States, but especially the United States actually feels. Uh, you've spent some time. Yeah, there. I've yeah. been in the states. I've done like yeah. mainly. I've done like the southern states more than yep. the northern. Yeah, and it, it's a very different mindset of people and the like the gun laws and stuff over there. It's yeah. very, it, very strange. But do you, I don't know if, if do you find uh, I find that every single state feels almost like a different country. It's amazing. Yeah. So this incredible patchwork. You you know you go from you cross a border and suddenly. The, the landscape, the people, everything's so such a different vibe. It's very different, yeah. Um, and they have different state laws as well, which I find really yeah, strange as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think I'm not used to that here because Australia is such a big uh, country Yeah. with smaller cities sort of on, on the borders mm. that we, where we spend most of our time, that is. Um, like my family's from the from Flinders, so, you know, it, I'm not excluding... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, all the beautiful regional centres, but 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 the difference feels negligible. You know, when you go from city to city, mm. it's sort of variations on a theme. It's very you know. Um, but America is just completely different. Yeah, state, yeah. Like you, like the difference from going you know from you know New York or, or New Jersey, say, and then going into North Carolina or um, Texas or and the accents are different as well. Yeah, People it's beautiful. It's, I love it. Yeah, it's it's, it's so it's so different. It's, it really is. I remember when I was in. Uh, I started when I first came to the States, I was in Florida and then going down to Louisiana to New Orleans mm. and the food, the people, the culture, the fact that you can walk around in New Orleans with a with Narlins, as I say, yeah, yeah, with yeah. a beer is yep. completely, yeah. it's completely different. I've never been to a place like that before. I love New Orleans. So the, the, there's, there's music on every corner, right? Like it's this. Oh, they're incredible. And there. people playing like a theremin or, you know, like a, or like so drums, good. which are um, a couple of upturned bins, you know, and it's, yeah. It's it's just it's amazing. I some little kids I remember they were, I think they're like three or four brothers and, and mm-hmm. they sat there would be just upturned buckets yeah. with drumsticks and they were like banging out these amazing rhythms and you go and you put a couple of dollars in the tin and then they'd stop and they were like, Well what about me? That's for him. Yeah, and it's right. like, Oh you don't you don't split it and they're like, No, we all have our own takes. Whoa. Which was really strange. Wow. That's so cool. But, but going back to touring life and mm. I found this working with a lot of musicians and you, you have to be very giving and you have to get on with each other because if you're in a car, a van, yeah. a plane, a ship, whatever it is, mm. for a few months at a time, you've got to get on with each other. Like you don't oh, want yeah. there to be a smelly guy or you oh, don't want there to be... I know, and I've been, I've been so lucky in that regard that the people I've toured with have been excellent. But, <laughs> but it, it can... I can imagine that if... Well, either always... When you're, when you're doing anything, even regular life, you're not going to go five months without something going, uh, not going to plan, mm. you know, something going wrong, you know, even, so, you know, things happen here. So then you extrapolate that to being miles and miles and miles away from home and you haven't seen your loved ones for however many months and you're under pressure to do a job and do a job well. Um, 
so things are going to be magnified experiences are going to be magnified yeah. and I'm just uh, very lucky that the people I toured with were, were, yeah, were all there's no arseholes in the group that's it that's it that's, that's mainly dangerous because if there's no arseholes and no dickheads in the group am I am I like, am I the dickhead <laughs> like, where are they that is a high possibility oh no wait hang on it's me isn't it <laughs> I'm that guy but it is and I've, I've done this before like with bands and you, you're going and uh, I think it's probably going to be the same do it acting and obviously mm. being part of a cast if you're putting on plays it, I think it can be quite a repetitive job when you're playing the same songs or delivering mm-hmm. the same lines every mm-hmm. night mm. and you haven't got your you know your fallbacks you haven't got your wife you haven't got your mum mm. or whoever or your best friends uh, to be like oh, you know what this guy is really doing me in all this yeah. day and then sometimes those emotions can get taken out on the people that you're touring with and you're sleeping with yeah. and you're yeah. you know eating with every day yeah yeah, and I think you can have a it, it can have a big effect on you and and, totally. and everyone. Well, that's the thing. I uh, I am at the end of the last tour I did. Uh, I remember wrapping up and feeling really um, really low, and it wasn't anything because the tour was fantastic. We had a great great time. Yeah. But it's more of a, I think just more of a it's just to do with the line of work that we're in. You know, mm-hmm. like it's, you kind of get home and. I think I think it was homesickness, and I just never experienced homesickness before. Um, and I got to California, and I th- I think that's what it was because I sang goodbye to I sang goodbye to my little tour family. Yeah. And suddenly you're on your own. And you've got that time to be in your head, and you haven't had that time. I was doing a play um, uh, a little while ago with a guy who was in the army, and. The play was about being in the army. Was this, this was lines, lines, but I saw lines. you in. Yeah, that was yeah, a great yeah, play. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. man. Thanks. And um, he was saying that um, the army doesn't. It's a bit of a tangent, but the, the army doesn't allow you to um, think have too much time for yourself. That's why. That's why there's always people um, coming in at you know four thirty in the morning and right wake up. We're on drill. Right. And the night the day before it might have been five or it might have been. Mm. 15 minutes earlier so you never really know what's going to happen or when because you're constantly on the loop you're constantly on the go you're not in your own mindset that's right because if you have time it's a good thing because if you have well can't um, debatable but if you, <laughs> if you if you do have that time to yourself that time to think that's when you start worrying that's when you start stressing that's when you start thinking of all the negative possibilities I, I think and um, one of my friends was um, saying out he I think he went to the infirmary for something. Something he might have cut his hand. I can't remember what it is. I'm not doing this story any justice, but <laughs> it was the first, he was in the little the waiting room at the infirmary. Okay. And he started crying. And he started breaking. And he was thinking, "Why? What's going on? Why am I?" What's and, it's, and, it's, and it's because because um, everything was just suddenly pouring out, and um, he just um, he couldn't help it. It was like the last two months worth of work in the first his first two months. Suddenly, all just came out of him, just, you know, and um, and that's the thing because he hadn't had a chance to even think about up until then I think it's the same I think it's because you know you're you're on the go and you're um, and you're having all these amazing experiences and suddenly when you have time to stop and think you that's when it can all all hit you luckily I was in an Airbnb with um, some wonderful people who dog sit and when I oh, cool. and when I got there the, they said okay just be careful of the dogs <laughs> dogs are 
like plural. Yeah. And um, I could hear these little yapping, and we went inside, and they had five dogs at the time because they dog sit, and it was the best. It was like um, That's cool. like animal counselling. <laughs> yeah. So it was really, it was really nice. So that really, I, I came back from California. And I was such a high. Um, That's amazing. It was it, yeah. It was good. That turnaround that you had in that, yeah. and I completely understand that mindset. Sorry to cut you off, but like mm. no. when you do finish your tour or you're coming to the end, and you say goodbye to. To your family, like these guys yeah. have been your brothers, your sisters, your, yep. they, they become your relationships, you totally. have your go-to, the ones who are going to have your back, who stick yeah. up for you, and then you're suddenly in a different part of the world, yep. away from everyone, yep. and it's really tough, it's really, it's tough. really, really tough. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I've got a lot of friends who um, who ex- experience that on the daily, like even, even, it is, people, I think the general population don't realise how much, I mean, I, and I'll preface this by saying I wouldn't change what we do for the world. Mm. Yeah. It's it's what we're born to do. But I say this, and I'm I'm currently working in an office for, yeah. for, <laughs> for the next couple of months anyway. But you know, but you know, you know what it's like. Yeah. It's, it's, um, we, even though I wouldn't trade trade this lifestyle for the world. Um, it takes a lot. It takes it, you have to give a lot of yourself over to it. And so I've got friends who, who um, just tour shows around Australia, or or just even working on a production. Especially, especially, um, you know, if you're acting in it, directing it, when you are, you kind of become consumed by the work. And so you have to. There's a lot of really big highs. Mm. It kind of the work becomes intoxicating, and there's also the come downs. The come downs are equally just as just as hard same with I think it's the same with working on a film too yeah. you have those um, they basically really intense experiences and when you're having like 10 of those a year um, it not only does it become addictive but you just you, um, you also have then 10 come downs a year too and you're sort of a bit up and down and I think so self care is like a big a big thing um, I for think. sure yeah in, in terms of your self care do you have a like you, you mentioned kind of like having dogs and yeah like um, animal counselling and it's yeah. like therapeutic I love my dog and oh I yeah she's she knows she knows when I'm stressed I did a play a couple of years ago and it was great and again I had a, I had a I hadn't had a panic attack in years and I remember I came home and I just started it was really weird it was I. I um, so I was on a bad trip. <laughs> you, like you just, you just kind of come home and start crying and God. Um, and you don't. That it, it's a bit embarrassing because you don't know why. Right. Okay. You just, you just, um, it just happens. It just happens. Um, and uh, you know, so you call your significant other if you've got one, and they talk you through it. Or um, uh, but your dog can always sense that. Your dog you know? can tell. Yeah. They can always tell. They're so they're so good. They're such good companions. Um, we've been doing a bit of dog sitting too. We um, we do this things like Airbnb for dogs, and the dogs come around. We haven't done it for a few months because we um, have been preparing for the wedding. But yeah, uh, it's great. We kind of got the revolving door of dogs coming through. That's and amazing. It's so good. So it's, good. it's so good for yourself as well. And you yeah. just, I think like having animals as well, I can really push you because if you're feeling a bit low or something, mm-hmm. maybe you just want to sit in and be lazy. Mm. But this dog's like, no, I want to go for a walk. I need to go outside. Yeah. And it pushes you. You go out. You exercise. Yeah. And it, it can be very therapeutic for people. Not totally. always, but for some people it works. Totally. Yeah. 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 It's funny how you said about the come downs. And I, I used to find as well, it'd be very strange if you maybe do a show in, in front of a thousand people. And then uh, we used to do this particular show. Uh, it was like, it was a part of a production show. So you had all the pyrotechnics, the dancers, the mm. smoke machine, the band. And you the show was about 45 minutes in length. And you'd have maybe, I think it was about a two hour break. 
So be on this real big high. I'm gonna come down from it. Mm-hmm. And then you've got it, and you get the adrenaline pumping back up again yeah. for the second time in a couple of hours. And then you come off again. And then maybe, I think the habit is, especially in our industries, because it's a very social industry when you constantly got to hustle. And mm-hmm. like you said, you were out to like the early hours at a party mm-hmm. last week, like yeah. networking and catching up with people. And obviously you have a few drinks. So you've yeah. been on this high, like doing what you said, like you're born to do and you're loving. Yeah. And then you're taken away from it and you're probably having a few drinks. And then you go back to your room at night or wherever mm-hmm. you're staying, if you're touring. Yeah. And it's just this silence and it's so strange to come away yeah. from, to come to that silence. It's, it is, yeah. I mean, I, I, I do, I, I'm, I also do love my, it, I know I'm sort of contradicting myself, but I do, I do also love that alone time too because what we do is so social and mm. um, I'm, I'm, def- I'm not an introvert. Um, I, I lean much more towards being an extrovert, but... I do need that recharge time because yeah. because that is the thing because a lot of our job is also um, even if it's genuine purely genuine it's just being with people listening to people socialising with people and I, yeah I just um, I, I need I need that that time where it's just me listening to a pod right, to a, a podcast, podcast or, or the crowd or, <laughs> that's it that's it or a, or a or an album or something um, um yeah, but but that's the thing that you totally you end up you, you can end up drinking a lot. You can end, um lots of late nights, which means you're tired, which means you're more fragile. Makes the next day harder. It's a yeah, very destructive cycle, and I know guys yeah. have gone through it, and it's yeah. it's very easy to put away a fair few whiskers at a night, mm-hmm. and then especially like having a lot of time with if you what's like the earliest you work if you have a matinee maybe if yeah. you're just touring yeah, otherwise you're on at say seven o'clock so yeah, you've got a whole right. day to recover from a hangover yeah i mean you just start work for a few hours you get paid as much if not more of doing a nine to five mm-hmm. and then you go out you party you drink yeah and that's, and, the, and that's the thing like the, it, i can imagine it would be really easy to um to fall into that sort of that sort of cycle it's a bit like shift work isn't it because for a couple months you're doing yeah, we you got you do ten to six for rehearsal period or nine mm. to five or if you sh- um if you're shooting it might be I don't know like five a.m. till till four p.m. or whatever it might be long days, uh, yeah. long days and then you know but then suddenly the week after you might be performing and it might be you know seven till ten or eight till eleven or whatever it is and so you are also changing your cycle that's why I think it's Im- important that you have these um these little things in place like for some people it's uh, like yourself as well it's like yoga and yeah. uh, I've got a lot of friends who love yoga and meditation um, one of my friends on um, that film One Eyed Girl they were um, well, a lot of my friends a lot of people there were big into meditation because right. the whole film was quite quite dark and, mm. and I think that was a big part of um, keeping everyone healthy and good mm. and, um, it's good to have these things in, in, in practice like they're at the um but, but this isn't something you go towards. You're, you're not no, a kind I, of a fan of I used that. To, I used to, no, I used to do a lot of yoga, especially at drama school. They do you do it every, every week. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's I say forced on you, but it, it's yeah, it's a class it's, you do. It's, it's a class you do. Yeah, it's wow. great. you do Pilates you, as well as uh, dance, and you do a bit of meditation and um, all that kind of stuff. Is that I'm, more toward, Is that more for your for your mental mindset or kind of for the, fit, the bit of both? Bit of both. I think. Okay. It's to, I think it's for focus and and for. Uh, Focus and and physical like flexibility. Absolutely, yeah. Um, um, what does it mean? I don't know. I like. Um, I, 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 I haven't done anything for the last few months because 
wedding, wedding, wedding life, all that stuff. Life is happening, but, yeah. like, but, but I love running. Running's a good, um, and I think I get more stressed or I feel more anxious um, when I haven't been for a run mm. in a long time. There's something about that sort of purge. Um, I think that's a great word for it. It lets it, it out. Yeah, it lets it, it out. Yeah, I love, so I love running. Um, um, I love singing. Like I, I have um, you know, friends I jam with and um, it, it, it's just have fun in these little sitting. I love lying in bed with my partner and listening to a podcast. These little, these little things, these little yeah, outlets, aren't they? Outlets, yeah, yeah. So kind of touching on that, it's something I wanted to ask you about because mm-hmm. we talked about you being in horror films, mm-hmm. playing Brian May's little brother, as it were, <laughs> yeah. um, which I still can't get out of my head. It's a great image. <laughs> um, so obviously doing stuff on the stage, treading the boards. Mm being behind a, no, sorry, in front of a camera. Mm. It's like, you're not a cameraman. You're in front of a camera. <laughs> That's where my mind trying to do that. But you've also done an album and you've worked in a studio yeah. as a singer. Yeah. So how did you, how did those two compare in terms of some maybe acting, but I, I'm going to say, you're, you said like playing a character you're more comfortable with because mm-hmm. you're being someone else, as, as opposed to being isolated in a, a vocal booth mm. and it's your voice. Uh, it's so confronting. So confronting. Um, one of my friends is the sort of architect of all of that, and he's um, he's incredible. He's a sound technician and um, sound engineer, and um, an incredible guitarist. And um, well, we haven't jammed for a little while, but um, I always love it when when we do. And we have been on and off working on an album, and which he wrote all the music and yeah. I've written the, the melodies and lyrics and um, it's really confronting. It's so confronting. It's probably the one of the, um, I think because there's something about going back to the, just coming full circle, going back to the start, there's something about when it's you, mm-hmm. you've got so much more to lose. If people are critiquing that they're critiquing you. There's something about that being your instrument that it's it's scary. Mm. Whereas, if I'm not, I don't get so hung up on reviews as much. For, for um, I think criticism is an important part of the arts, and I think it's you know it's important to have um, have that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, to, um, but I don't get as hung up on an individual review. Um, that may or may not be bad or or has, brings up something that I haven't thought about um, when I'm playing another character or when I'm part of a bigger ensemble you know it's just, yeah. it's just that's one person's opinion but also I'm protected behind I don't know there's something about but I'm I guess you're almost that, a bit that, behind a mask aren't but, you well, yeah and it's also like a choice it's like I've made it it's like I've made a choice and yes they might be questioning that choice but I am. I don't know. I feel. I feel. I feel safe. I feel this. I feel safe mm. behind. Um, I suppose. Yeah. Behind, I suppose behind the character. I guess. I don't know. Whereas, there's something about the immediacy of here, especially on a really good microphone. <laughs> <laughs> and you hear, and like, and you know, you hear all the little imperfections and all yeah. the all the big imperfections or whatever it might be. Um, and it's 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 really. I find it really scary. It's but it's good. It's a good. I I think don't think you should. I don't think that should stop you from doing anything. And that's one of the reasons why I really enjoy it is because it's. I hate being around negativity, yeah. and I love that sort of idea that. 
I don't like people telling me that I can't do something. I, if, like, if I think I can do something or I th- I'd like to be able to tr- try, do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. I, think pe- I think people who, who shut you down are just jealous that they, they can't. They can't do it. They can't do it or they can do it, but they're just too afraid to. There's something, and so I think, um, there's the thing about, uh, we're in a studio um, near Myland and uh, James and Gabs are both really, uh, really lovely people and so it, yeah. it makes you feel a little bit better about they were they were the guys who who wrote and st- uh, and yeah, were playing on the album Gaz was mixing it and um, James was um uh, uh writing and performing all the other stuff so yeah um yeah it, it's it's nerve-wracking but I think it's good and I think you have to have multiple strengths you both you have to be able to um sing and have to be able to um it's been diverse in your in yeah. in our industry in the entertainment yeah. industry yeah so um, did you find in the and being in the vocal booth doing the vocal takes it was like a bit jittery and you could hear a shake in your voice at first or yeah. like a lot of takes was needed yeah, uh, yeah a lot of takes uh, I think <laughs> that was the but, process but I, yeah a lot of takes it's that, it's, that, it's that thing of I think the more relaxed you are the better the product's going to be it's the same it's the same, it's same, it's same with an audition for a play or, or a film like you go in it's like I always find when I'm auditioning for in front of a different casting agent for the first time I'm more nervous okay. whereas when I'm going in front of people who I've seen a lot of times before you can kind of that part that you're already familiar with yeah. those people so you can kind of go in and do your work and I think it's the same I imagine we've only done it once but being in the in the booth it's for the first time and again, time is money and all those things. So you yeah. just um, a lot of pressure. pressure. Down. So it's um, it's yeah, it's hard. It's hard to relax. Hard to relax. Yeah. Um, just finding those as we touched on the little outlets, whether it's yoga, mm. meditation, or walking dogs, or listening mm. to a podcast, whatever it is, you mm. you gotta have that in your life. I think. Yeah, just 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 the other night, I was um, with sending up a tape, self tape for a musical series, and mm. um, uh. So I've got a, I was um having to sing into um to camera <laughs> and it just that sort of I noticed myself getting more self conscious around that 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 um that side of things. But but then, you know, it's a good thing to do. I think it's a good thing to keep pushing yourself and yeah. keep trying and exposing um, yourself to new ideas. And yeah, new absolutely try yeah. Otherwise what's the point if you don't push yourself, you don't learn something, um, what's the point of, of doing it? Um that's the last the thing I've really enjoyed about that process um, and the thing I've enjoyed about the last few plays I've worked on uh, last few films I've worked on is that you uh, ev- on everything I've learned something whether it's um, something craft based whether it's something culturally based whether it's something um, I've learned about myself yeah. or you know it's you gotta you gotta find things that you can that will help you grow as a person, as an artist, as a... I think that's something that comes with this, with the entertainment industry. That it's, it, it's not like a, a nine-to-five where you can turn up, or, or like a shift work almost, mm. kind of, when it's it's a very routine task. It is growing as a person. You're exposing yourself to yeah. to new feelings, to new emotions, new cities, places, and yeah. it, can be, it can be very challenging. Yeah. And it's a big... Thing to cope with it's a it's a it's a very difficult um I don't say mindset to maintain mm. but you've got to keep yourself together yeah um but starting to wrap up a little bit now mm. um, have you got anything in the future that you're going to be auditioning for or kind of anything up your sleeve yeah with this 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 time of year is um uh is 
sort of audition time for pilots and things. So that's that's going on. Obviously, I'm doing it remotely this mm-hmm. year. So I'm just um, sending off uh, tapes and things. So there's that going on. Um, I've taken a little bit of time. I'm taking a little bit of time um, for my babies here. Yep. Um, but then after that, I've got a few things happening later in the year. I'm working with a great new theatre company called Theatre Republic. We're going to be... Um, we're still in the process of de- developing a show, um, uh, which is sort of set in sort of post-truth era okay. where um, uh, it's, it's using the jumping off point of the um, of the, it was a siege in Sydney a few years ago um, and the way things are sort of portrayed in the media and then what actually was happening at the time and um, uh, it's with a playwright called Ducker Graham who's a really smart really great playwright um, cool. great dude so I'm looking forward to that. Um, so that's going to be in theatres around Australia, or well, it'll be. We're still still developing it. So um, we're um, basically because it's still in the process of being written. We're all yep. collaborating, putting in ideas, and um, testing our ideas for the playwright and for the director Corey. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. And um, so, what kind of platform is that? Gonna be on? Do you think is it gonna be more theater based or be, kind of TV? That'll, or? Be, that'll be theater. That'll, that'll be theater based. Theater, a theater project. Yeah, most of my stuff's been theater up until recently, um, which is um, what I feel probably most comfortable with. Yeah. So I'm hoping that there's also a few more. Well, there will be a few more. Yeah. Um, film things that pop up along the way. Um, so um, Top End Wedding that comes out in May um, in Australia, and um, Awoken will be out uh, hopefully later this year in Australia too. Um, and Beautiful. You got any Facebook or, yeah. or websites or anything to sort of point people towards? Yeah, if they want to check it out. Um, most of my stuff's all on Instagram. Um, I'm at Maddie Crook, M A T T Y C R W O K. And yeah, that's probably the platform I use most. I don't use Twitter as much anymore. Right. I used to use Twitter heaps, but don't really uh, anymore. Um, otherwise, um, well, be sure to check out your new films and hopefully keep yeah. our eyes peeled for some theatre shows coming our way. Definitely. Thanks yeah. very much, mate. Thanks so much. Appreciate Pete. it. Love being here. Thanks.